0: Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew finishes the series in the book of Romans with this message entitled, To God Be the Glory. Preach December 9th, 2012. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 16, verse 25. To God be the glory. Friends, you are blessed to be here on the Lord's Day to hear the last sermon as we complete preaching through Romans which we began about five years ago on January 6, 2008 our text is a doxology God's benediction to his people in the indescribable gift of his son our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ leads his saved people to doxology. That is God's blessing of our salvation through the gospel revealed in this epistle leads us to praise our triune God. To God be the glory. The Roman Christians were warned of the infiltration of those who cause divisions and put obstacles in their way that are contrary to the gospel they will want to keep away from them because they are deceivers and agents of Satan not servants of Jesus Christ but God will enable you to resist them, to defeat them. Now, in these concluding verses, Paul encourages these Romans in terms of the ability of God to establish them and make them strong. Satan and his agents. Always oppose Christ's church, but the gates of hell shall not prevail in destroying the church Jesus Christ builds. So I will speak to you seven things. First, our God is able to make us strong, our God is able to save sinners and strengthen them without God we can do nothing but with our Lord Jesus Christ we can do the whole will of God he is the vine and we are the branches inseparably united to the vine from him we receive abounding grace to abound in every good work Paul said I can do all things through him who gives me strength God makes us strong especially by his powerful word Jesus raised Lazarus from the tomb he called out Lazarus come forth and he did he saves us and sustains us daily by his gospel the gospel which Paul received directly from the risen Christ the gospel he calls my gospel the gospel he preached the gospel he explained in this letter This gospel is mighty to make the dead alive and those who are alive grow in strength. His gospel is the same gospel all apostles preached as we read in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 11. This gospel is about Jesus Christ. This gospel, friends, makes the weak strong. So we read in Romans 1 and verse 11 I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. And Romans 1 16 I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God. For salvation for everyone who believes. Romans 15 verse 4, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance and encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. In Acts 20, verse 32, Now I commit you to God and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Or listen to St. David in Psalm 18. With your help, I can advance against a troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. Cancer, friends, is weak. Soul is weak. And death is weak before the word of God. So in Romans 8, we read as it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present or the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth or anything else in all creation is able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord most churches are weak and worldly because the gospel is not preached there yes we are weak we do not make ourselves strong our mighty God makes us strong by the gospel faith comes by hearing the gospel preached by the minister commissioned by Christ and so everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved friends our God is mighty the idols of the world are nothings those who trust in them are like their idols worthless so Paul says our God is able to make us strong. Elsewhere we read about the ability of God. He is able to save us completely Hebrews 7:25. Therefore he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them our God is able to keep us 2nd Timothy 1 verse 12 that is why I am suffering as I am yet I am not ashamed because I know whom I have believed and am convinced he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him for that day he is able to abound grace to us 2nd Corinthians 9 8 and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things at all times having all that you need you will abound in every good work and not only that God is able to help us in temptation. Hebrews 2 verse 18 because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Our God is able to answer our prayers. Ephesians 3 verse 20, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Friends, he is able to keep us from falling. Jude 24, to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy not only that, he is able to raise us up from the grave, Philippians 3 20 and 21, but our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, is able, sir, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. The second point is, this gospel must be preached. This gospel saves and strengthens God's people when it is faithfully preached, heralded, declared with absolute power and authority. The gospel is the preaching about Jesus Christ, that is, his person, his unique person, and his saving work. Jesus Christ is very God and very man. He was sinless, he lived, and he died to accomplish our redemption. The Holy Spirit applies this redemption to all the elect sinners when the gospel is preached by his pastors. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for work of service. The preachers who do not preach Jesus Christ his person and his saving work are agents of Satan himself. Preaching is always effectual. The word is a double edged sword it cuts to heal and also it cuts to kill. So we read in 2nd Corinthians chapter 2. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him. For we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To the one we are the smell of death, to the other the fragrance of life. And who is equal to such a task? And Isaiah says in Isaiah 55, As the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So is my word that goes up from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I send, which is both salvation and damnation. Third, this gospel was hidden. This gospel was hidden in past ages, that is in eternity past. In the heart of God. In the eternal covenant of redemption. As we read in Westminster Confession of Faith, chapter 8, article 1. In the eternal covenant of redemption, God's Son agreed with the Father's plan of saving elect sinners by accomplishing their redemption by his incarnational life, death, and resurrection. The Holy Spirit agreed to apply this redemption to all elect sinners, the Father has donated to the Son. From all eternity, we were chosen in God's Son to be saved. So in John 17, verse 2, we read, For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him, that is, to his Son. John 17 6 I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world they were yours that is from all eternity you gave them to me and they have obeyed your word friends what a joy it is to know that from all eternity we were chosen individually in God's Son to be saved and to have eternal life. God loved all of us from all eternity. Father loves us even as He loves His Son. John 17 I in them and you in me may they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me and so St. Paul said in Romans eight twenty nine through 30 for those God foreknew that means foreloved from all eternity He also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. Friends, we have nothing to worry. Number four. But this hidden gospel is now revealed and proclaimed this mystery of the gospel was revealed in the old testament yet the prophets themselves did not clearly understand until Jesus Christ was revealed the old testament spoke of a sinless messiah to die in behalf of sinners it spoke of him being buried with the rich The prophets spoke of his resurrection. They spoke of him justifying many. But it took the key of the person of our Lord Jesus Christ to unlock the meaning of the Old Testament promises. After the death and the resurrection of Jesus, the apostles understood the Messiah promised in the Old Testament is Jesus who was crucified dead buried and on the third day raised from the dead according to the scriptures so Paul says in 1st Corinthians 15 for what I received I passed on to you that is the gospel as ah, so of first importance That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. So the apostles boldly preached Jesus was the Christ. Acts 5 verse 42, day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Christ. Acts 9 yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Christ so the gospel friends was rooted in eternity in the mind of God but was also rooted in history in the life of Jesus Christ the gospel thank God is no more hidden it is not a mystery so we read in 1 Corinthians 2 now we speak of God's secret wisdom, a wisdom that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Colossians one twenty six and twenty seven, the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations but now is disclosed to the saints to them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery which is Christ in you the hope of glory Colossians 2 verse 2, my purpose is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God namely Christ. Well he is no longer mystery to us. Thank God. And 1 Peter 1 verse 20, he was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Friends, if you are not understanding the gospel, then it is because God is not revealing it to you so we read however as it is written no eye has seen no ear has heard no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him but God has revealed it to us by his spirit and 1 Corinthians two fourteen: the man without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God it's simply general call And not effectual call of the spirit into your inside. Giving you the unveiling of the mystery that is Christ. Friends, thank God gospel is no more hidden for us. Christ Jesus, the mystery has now come. And he is the key. To the Old Testament for he said the law the prophets and the Psalms and all speak of him that Christ must die and be raised from the dead that repentance and forgiveness of sins be preached to all the nations the mystery is now revealed so Paul said in Romans 3 21 But now, that is since Christ has come, but now a righteousness from God apart from law has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. None of you who hear my message can say that the gospel is a mystery or I do not know the gospel. You are hearing the gospel. Faith comes by hearing the gospel. I say believe in this Jesus Christ and you will be saved. God promises that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. The gospel is now revealed and made known to all the nations, to the Jews and to the Gentiles of the world it was God's plan that in the seed of Abraham all the nations of the world be blessed that is in Jesus Christ he himself was the first preacher of the gospel so we read in Hebrews 2 verse 3 how shall we escape if he ignores such a great salvation this salvation which was first announced by the Lord was confirmed to us by those who heard him so Paul says now is the accepted time right now now is the day of your salvation so I say to you believe and be saved number five what is the proximate purpose of the gospel being preached What is the purpose of this revelation of mystery hidden in eternity past in the heart of God? What is the purpose of this gospel now made known to all the world? Unlike all other religions, Christianity is not a man-made religion. It alone is a religion revealed to us from the eternal mind of God. The incarnational life, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ brought us understanding of the prophetic writings that Christ died for our sins and was raised for our justification. The preaching of Jesus Christ is therefore the preaching of the whole scriptures of the Old and New Testaments. The promise and the fulfillment. Number six, this preaching of the gospel is, we are told, by divine command, eternal decree of the Father by God's order. This gospel is preached throughout the world by the command of the eternal God behind the great commission of Jesus Christ is the command of our Heavenly Father who planned the salvation plan in the eternal covenant of redemption. Friends, I preach the gospel by the Father's order and the Son's commission. In the power of the Holy Spirit, I must preach O unto me, if I preach not the Gospel, because God the Father has ordained that the gospel be preached to all nations from all eternity. The purpose of this preaching is that all the families of the earth be blessed, that their sins be forgiven and that they be clothed with the righteousness of Jesus Christ. For St. Paul says in Romans 1, verse 17, For in the gospel, sir, only in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it's written, the righteous shall live by faith. And God the Father said for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The purpose of God in preaching the gospel is that all nations every elect sinner foreloved and predestinated to be conformed to the likeness of Christ might believe And obey God and his son. What must one do to be saved? The Bible says believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Saved from your sins. Saved from God's just wrath. Saved from death and hell. Saved to serve Jesus Christ as his obedient subject. He who believes in Jesus is vitally united with him. His life is Christ. Saving faith, friends, always obeys Christ. A faith that does not obey Jesus Christ is the devil's dead faith. The devil only trembles. He never obeys. The preaching of the gospel is to result in the obedience of faith. If a Christian does not obey Jesus Christ, he is a child of the devil. He is an unregenerate masquerading as a Christian. The gospel opposes friends' autonomy and antinomianism the aim of the gospel is glad obedience of God's people every elect shall believe the gospel and obey Jesus Christ friends evidence of justification is obedience faith in Christ issues in a life of obedience producing fruit more fruit and much fruit for the glory of God you cannot be vitally united with Christ and be fruitless we read in Romans 6 and verse 17 but thanks be to God though you used to be slaves sin you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you were entrusted or let me read to you the great commission then Jesus came to them and said all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey whatsoever things I have commanded you and surely I'll be with you always even to the end of the ages or we read in Acts 5 verse 32 we are witnesses of these things and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him for Acts 26 we read so then King Agrippa I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven but to those in Damascus then to those in Jerusalem and in all Judea and to the Gentiles also I preached that they should repent and turn to God and prove their repentance by their deeds Hebrews 5 although he was a son he learned obedience from what he suffered and once made perfect he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him number 7 what is the ultimate purpose of the preaching of the gospel the salvation of the elect sinners is not is not God's ultimate purpose the ultimate purpose is the glory of God we are to glorify God in all things we do Christianity is a God centered religion and five things about this God. He is the only God. All other gods except the triune God of the Holy Bible, all other gods are false. They are works of men's mind and hand. They are worthless. And behind all idolatry are demons. The God who revealed himself in Jesus Christ is the only God, the living God. Number two, he is the wise God. Our God alone is wise, infinitely wise. He knows the highest goal in any situation and he knows the best way to achieve it for his greatest glory. This wisdom, friends, is especially revealed in his salvation plan by the incarnation, death, and resurrection of his eternal Son, our Lord Jesus. And so Paul says in Romans 11, Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God how unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out or concerning Jesus in 1 Corinthians 1 it is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God that is our righteousness, holiness and redemption man's foolishness is shown utter foolishness is shown when he considers God's plan of salvation as foolishness for so we read in 1 Corinthians 1 for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing but for us who are being saved it is the power of God For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent. I will frustrate. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. And not only that, this God is true God. This is eternal life, that they may know thee the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. John 17 verse 3 number four we are told glory to this God glory forever the glory of God is the manifestation of his attributes especially of his holiness God is glorious he is weighty the wicked are like chaff, which the wind blows away even if you are 300 pounds, you will be blown away. He is lightweight. He is mist, he is wind, he is grass, he is clay, he is nothing. Man sinned, he lacks the glory. God gave it to a creature, but God sent his glorious Son into this world to bring many sons to glory. God is even now changing us from glory to glory so as I read and those he predestined he also called those he called he also justified and those he justified he also glorified But our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they'll be like his glorious body. God's children glorify God by their work and worship. And friends, we shall spend eternity worshiping God in the beauty of his holiness. This is the ultimate purpose of redemption. So we read in Revelation chapter 7. After this I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count. From every nation, tribe, people and language standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb they were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Amen. Praise and glory Glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. The moment friends we are saved by the gospel we begin to worship God and, and a worship that shall never end. A worship that is forever and ever. Now, the fifth, true worship of God is only, we are told, through Jesus Christ, whom the gospel reveals. Only the worship rendered to God in and through Jesus Christ is accepted by the Father who planned our redemption in Christ from all eternity Jesus Christ alone friends he's our mediator our redeemer our justification our atonement our everything Jesus Christ is our life all other worship God condemns thank God for Jesus Christ who unveiled the mystery of the gospel by his atoning death The veil of mystery is now unveiled by his atoning death, opening up for us a new and living way so that we can draw near to God's throne of grace in Christ Jesus to receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need, sir. To God be the glory who by his eternal gospel Now revealed and made known to the whole world in the scriptures through Jesus Christ and his servants. A gospel that is preached to us also and by which we are saved to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you. We pray that you open the hearts of your people who heard the preaching of the word by the Father's command and by the Son's command in the power of the Holy Ghost. We pray that you save your people. May the gospel be fragrance of life. Lord, happiness is to know the Savior. Happiness is to believe Jesus Christ. Happiness is to serve the Savior. Oh Lord, give us a responsive heart that the Word may go in and sprout and bear fruit. Fruit, more fruit and much fruit for the glory of our Heavenly Father. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.